welcome in to Thursday. Happy uh, start of the holiday travel period day. If you've been anywhere near KCI this morning, you already know that. How's everything looking? It looked busy at 445. I was not there, but uh, the pictures <laughs> that I saw from Channel 9 this morning made it look like this was the day this morning that all of this started out at KCI. So here's your PSA for the day. Don't wait and get there. Give yourself plenty of time. Don't, don't, don't be the person that misses their flight or has, this is not the day that you want to stress. Just give yourself plenty of time so that you're not stressing when you're out there. No doubt. And be patient. Everybody else is going through it with you. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to Joanne Weeks coming up at 11 o'clock from Ascendance Travel. She'll give us all those details. Also, Quentin Lucas um, didn't update this, but put something on Facebook. This would have been yesterday afternoon about um, having a meeting yesterday to talk about the possibility of future international flights for KCI. That's not dramatic breaking news. We knew in getting the new terminal that that was going to be a goal. Um, sort of hinted like, yeah, we hope to make some announcements next year. Where? No doubt. Where to? Where, are, are, there are a few currently, right? I mean, we've got a couple that go to Mexico, I think. No? Yeah. Cancun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but nothing that. But nothing I, that spectacular. Counts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it counts. It just. Yeah. And like they added. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I should be less snobby about it. They added Cabo San Lucas, you know, so they so there are, but I, some of us are are angling for Europe connection or something like that, like we had before. So um, hopefully there will be an update on that at some point. Uh, we are following this shooting out of Prague, which is just not where you expect. Some, frankly, here is usually where we expect this kind of thing to happen, not um, in a place like Prague. Ten deaths is what I saw was the last number that I saw out of that. Uh, you're you're a step ahead of me. I, uh, yeah, now I am seeing. Okay, yeah, I hadn't seen any numbers at all yet. Uh, but yeah, just actually just about five or six minutes ago, they released uh, at least 10 people killed, dozens injured. Yeah, this is at uh, Prague University in the Czech Republic. So um, we were in 24 people hurt. So we will continue to follow that, see what we know. Um, Jackson County Assessor gave an interview yesterday. Um defending uh, continuing to defend the work of her office and herself and um how this has gone so far yeah it, it, i guess the lesson learned in this is you don't have to talk you don't <laughs> i mean there's there's uh -huh. no requirement that you say anything i mean you mentioned yesterday uh, as we were doing a couple of interviews on this subject and we had many Barca back on with us and we talked a lot about what the latest is and how frustrated county government is getting with this entire process and mentioned the fact that we had reached out to the county administrator we had reached out to frank white who up till now has not returned our calls that's, no, we keep trying. Yeah, and, and we will continue to keep trying. But it's an absolutely valid thing to say. I mean, we always tell people, no comment is a fair comment. Yeah. And if you if you have nothing to say or you don't feel like it's going to get you anything, and that really ought to be the, the marker, is if you're going to speak on your own behalf, make sure you have something to gain. And I'm not so sure at this point that she had anything at all to gain by this interview, and I don't think she really moved the needle much in her favor. Yeah, and I um, I understand the and, and the interview that she gave was to Channel Forty One. I would understand if you're feeling the heat, you know, and 
it's been a heavy, you know, heavy three days of news about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the third day in a row that we've talked about it. And the auditor's report was bad. And the attorney general, that lawsuit was bad. And then you got the win with the lawsuit. Can't go forward yet. And so I get that the criticism is hard. I, I get the desire to want to defend yourself. It's just not always the best idea. No, and when when Channel 41 is kind of fact-checking in real time what she was saying about this, because she did mention the fact that, like you said, they got a win in the fact that the class action lawsuit that was filed by taxpayers was dropped. The reason it was dropped, again, just to remind you what, what where we are in this process, is that uh, they said that the taxpayers had not yet exhausted the appellate process. So you can't double dip. If you if they had already exhausted the appellate process and gotten nowhere, then the suit potentially could have gone forward. But the courts said, if we give you in uh, some kind of relief here, uh, if you not injunctive relief, but if if you get a an award in your favor, and then later on you win more money back from the appeals process, that's double dipping, and we're not going to do right. that. What she said was. It reaffirms that there's a, a process in place for property owners to follow if they have a disagreement with our property values. Channel 41's next line is, the court's opinion did not rule whether Jackson County's process <laughs> follows state laws. That's really what's at odds here, is, is what they're doing following the laws of the state? And according to the auditor's office, it isn't. And I want to point out what Manny Abarca said yesterday when we talked to him, is that, I, I don't know if he's got an in somewhere, but he said the auditor isn't done. He said there's more coming. So who knows now? And again, that lawsuit, you got it. I keep coming back to the lawsuit that the attorney general filed. That's that 39 page coerced. I mean, keep in mind now the appeals process is on hold for a bit. That's true. We, we saw that on the uh, Facebook page yesterday. That's accurate that now you can't, they're not doing appeals hearings right now which I guess makes sense until somebody says, here's how this is going to work now, or here's how we're going to clean up the mess. Um, yeah, she has no desire to step down. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I understand sure. that you don't want to. I also understand the position that Frank White is in. You and I talked about this yesterday, perhaps about the lack of inclination to fire her. I think it is telling that we have not heard from him. In any, and it's maybe a good thing. In any venue, right. He, mm -hmm. He's not released a statement. He's not done an interview like this. He's not come on with us. So at this point, we have nothing to go on as far as he's concerned. And on some level, and I'm like you, I mean, you can understand why somebody, if they feel like they are under an assault by the taxpayers, by the media, by whoever, whomever, then you can understand that desire to defend yourself. But it's one thing for her to say, I really want to do this job well. And she did. I mean, in effect, not in, I'm paraphrasing, but she said that she has a passion for the job. She wants to get things right. And she said, we're not perfect, but... And that's not a great statement when the auditor's report said you got it wrong 69% of the time. Right. That's not we're not perfect. That's we're terrible. Yeah. Um, and I want to throw this out there for a second. I, I mentioned this to John off the air that I, um, you know, occasionally I get a bug up to house hunt a little bit. I rent right now and have for a long time. And occasionally I start looking. Occasionally, oh, what's out there? What's out there? And 
mortgage rates went up and so I ignored it for a while. Now they're coming back down a little bit. And I, I kind of wonder if anybody else is, is in this position. Um, this isn't a time where it, it'll be a month or two before more comes on the market, right? This isn't a time that people traditionally um, start looking at houses. Sure. But there was one that I was glancing at yesterday. I was chatting with a real estate agent about. And what one of the things I look at now that I probably always would have looked at, but I really pay attention to is what the assessment has done. Oh. <laughs> and there was one place that I glanced at online yesterday where the assessment went up 48%, wow. this is in Kansas City, from 2022 to 2023. And I, here I said to John, I said, this is where I'm probably a nightmare to have as, as a client for a real estate agent, because I know too much. We talk about this every day. We're incredibly well informed about the problem so far. And so I just said, I'm skeptical about that because all of this is happening. And I kind of wonder what's going to happen as people house hunt and start to see that. I, I feel like I'm very well informed about what's going on. And I don't even know. And, and, and even I ask questions like, well, is it justified? Mm -hmm. And did the assessor come out and look or did they not? And if the attorney general wins the we're going to cap it at 15 percent part of the lawsuit what happens to the other part of that increase and that just feels like a mess of something i may not want to get into and, and i think the thing we got to remember is that for some of these they were genuinely undervalued like we looked at the comparison properties to the one i glanced at it was severely undervalued but the idea that you make that in in principle even if a property is undervalued, and we talked about this yesterday, making it all up in one year, that entire gap, I'd sell too. I get it. Oh, without doubt. Yeah. You know? If all of a sudden your property value, according to the city, has gone up that far, then it sounds like a good time to get out. But then you have to wonder as a as a consumer, not only what's going to happen because of what happened in 2023, now you have to look forward and say, how screwy is this going to be? two years from now. Yeah. And that's another thing that somebody who is renting now and looking at potentially buying something is going to have to ask. I mean, if you have no confidence that this is going to resolve itself in any meaningful way or that anybody is going to lose a job or change jobs or that the, I mean, what we found out from Manny Abarca yesterday when we were both under the impression that Tyler Technologies had been fired and would not be back for the next assessment. And he said, whoa, 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 time out. No, they haven't. Not yet anyway. And you don't know what that's going to look like. How can you have any confidence that you're not going to go through this again in 2025? Yeah, I just wonder, um, this is probably part of the conversation that we'll come back to in a few weeks, probably, because people don't look at houses over Christmas. But I do wonder, for those who start to house hunt in the new year, I, it, it scares me. It, it's a mess I just don't want to get into. Um, unless I see all of the evidence. That's, because in theory, you don't jump like that one year and again the next year. You know, you do a correction like that one time, not two or three years in a row. Yeah. So uh, if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798, feel free to uh, get in here as we continue the conversation. Still to come this hour, what is up at Liberty Hospital? What has been happening there with an IT problem? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Uh, briefly, I want to talk about a big recall that was just announced. Selfishly, I want to talk about it because my car is in this. Oh, boy. And it's a big recall, and the parts are not available for the fix. And, and it comes at a time when a lot of us are going to drive. 
pretty far this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Channel 5 just had this. Uh, if you drive a Honda or an Acura, over two and a half million cars are under recall because of a fuel pump defect that can increase the risks of engine failure or stalling while driving. Um, it's a lot, and John, you can explain the mechanics here in a sec. Yeah. Uh, it's a lengthy list. Basically, I'm looking at dates. It's if you have a car that's 2017 through 2020 Honda or Acura, I would look at this list. And boy, it would take us forever to go through it. A lot of models in this one. Yeah. Accords, yeah. Civics, CRVs, HRVs, ILXs, MDXs. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a ton of them. And I was just doing a little quick typing because I figured, OK, if if they don't have the OEM part, uh, could somebody who is a shade tree mechanic find one and went over to Rock Auto to take a look? There are a few, depending on which model you have, but a lot of the uh, of the Hondas and Acuras have already been picked clean. So what's happening, and there's there's good and bad news in this. I mean, the bad news is if yours goes bad, it's going to strand you. The fuel pump is just going to stop working. The good news is that if uh, that it's not going to, it's not likely to cause a fire. What's wrong okay. with it is that inside the fuel pump, and the fuel pump sits inside the fuel tank. So inside the fuel pump is a tiny little what's called an impeller. It looks like a propeller, and it just spins and shoots the the gasoline from your tank down the fuel line and into your engine. That impeller was molded incorrectly, so it can bend out of shape and stop working. And at that point, the gasoline can't get from your fuel tank into the engine, and the car just stalls. Okay, so a couple questions. Again, selfishly, but if you have one of these 2.5 million vehicles, you're with me. Um, would I notice that ahead of time? Like, will it start doing something and then I'll, so that I know if I'm going 70 miles an hour, stop. Excellent question. And the answer is probably not. Cool. Uh, If the impeller goes, it's going to go all at once. Um, it's not like you would notice chugging or anything like that. If you did, it would be for the few seconds before it failed. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's not something that you would notice a day or two out. Is it likely, to, is it something that would happen suddenly while you're driving? It could. Okay. And that's the really unfortunate part about it. I would say that, the, okay, a couple of things about this, and this is good advice anytime. If you are the type of person who will run your, you know, fill your tank, then mm-hmm. run it almost all the way down to empty before you fill it again, mm-hmm. stop doing that, especially okay. if you have one of these cars. The reason for that is that the the fuel pump uses the gasoline inside the tank to keep itself cool. The hotter it gets, the more likely it is to fail, especially with a plastic okay. part that's not molded well like that. So if you let it get down below a quarter of a tank, it's going to heat up inside the tank. And then what do you do? You go to the gas station and pour a bunch of really cold gasoline on top of a hot fuel pump. That's bad. So I don't know how much that would gain you, but it's a good reason why if you have one of these cars for the time being, just make sure you don't go down below a quarter of a tank. That's really good advice. Again, a lot of us are about to drive for a really long holiday weekend. The concerning thing to me in addition to everything you just said, is that, so I just looked at the NHTSA's website, because you can look, put your VIN in, it'll tell you if your car is in this, and mine is. And so I looked, and the recall status says, recall incomplete, remedy not yet available. Um, so the concern is between now, like you said, everybody that, everybody ran out really fast, who might have known this was coming, mm-hmm. and got it, 
the concern is the time, but this is a lot, two and a half million vehicles is a lot. Between now and when the remedy is available, what do you do if you're driving down the highway and this suddenly happens? The same thing you would do under any circumstance, I guess. If you have AAA, call them. If if you I have do. if you have uh, you know the the roadside assistance through the dealer, call them. Whatever your remedy would normally be is what you're going to have to do. The problem is, like, I mean, if you're on a road trip this mm-hmm. weekend and your fuel pump goes and that dealer can't get one, if they're saying, "Look, these things are out of stock." <sighs> then you might be sitting there and what you would have to hope is that you have some kind of you know rental car insurance built in or something like that if your car fails that they've got to give you another car okay let's say that i don't have rental car insurance Mm -hmm. on my insurance can i get it can i add it right now uh, call your agent. <laughs> yeah, that that's something that unfortunately I'm not familiar with. But if it, it, it like if when you bought the car, if it had a warranty on it, if you bought it new or you bought it a couple of years old and had the balance of factory warranty on it, that goes by individual dealer what they're and what you bought at the time. Okay, so um, I am beyond like the the initial. I think it was like three years or whatever, forty thousand miles. I'm past mm-hmm. that. But there was you know the ninety or hundred thousand mile. I can't think of what that's called, but like the 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 engine extended or, warrant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pow- powertrain. Powertrain. Thank you. Is that this? Uh oh, boy. Would a fuel pump be powertrain? Uh, probably not. Uh, powertrain is usually engine and transmission only. And it doesn't matter because it's it's the recall. I mean, and so it's so they're going to replace it for free. It's just a matter of having the part. It's a matter it's of just, getting it right. It, it's just yeah. Um, yeah. W- what I would do is uh, check with whomever holds your current warranty. And if they can't tell you, then yeah, call your insurance agent or call, uh, you know, call the dealership and say, look, if this breaks because it's under recall, are you going to have to give me another car so that I can finish my trip? Yeah, that's a call that I will make this afternoon because I I'm um, I go through Progressive for car insurance and their website is super user friendly. I could go in during a commercial break and add rental car insurance in the next five minutes. And it would take effect right away, and I would just have to pay more and owe them money, and that's fine. Sure. I want Honda to pay for the rental car, though. If they don't have the parts available, <laughs> exactly. you know, if, if the recall's out and they don't have the parts available and it breaks down on me and I got to be able to drive, does Honda reimburse for the rental car? Boy, that's an excellent question and, and one that I don't know Anybody the answer knows. to. Yeah, if you, if you know, if you've dealt with something like that in the past and have some... Uh, idea about how all of that works. Uh, you know, I'm a couple of people on the text line said you might want to consider renting something else for this trip. Go get a Turo yeah. or something. Um, that's that's not a bad idea, but unfortunately, again, there you're you're incurring a cost that you weren't counting on. And what if the car's fine? Sure, right. And what it if might, it's, it might be? You know, what if? I mean, who knows how long this problem is? I've had the car a long time. Who knows how long this problem has existed? And it hasn't and, and it hasn't happened yet. But you're right. I'll look on Turo during the break. Just that's going to be my out of pocket, just out of out of of safety. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's. Do you want to roll the dice and and challenge Murphy's law? (laughs) You know, I hate hate this because if it's going to go now, uh, yeah. And and on a road trip like that, um, it's not. It's not going to put that fuel pump under any more stress than it already would be. So okay. it's not like driving okay. it a lot all at once, but you are piling up miles. So if it right. was going to hit a certain amount of mileage and fail, who knows what that number is? 
Yeah, for me, it's 475 miles each direction mm -hmm. plus whatever I drive while I'm there. Um, I hope I'm not the only one that benefited from this conversation. Again, it's it's two and a half million vehicles. It is Hondas and Acuras. It's 2017 through 2020. And as John said, it's a bunch of different Honda Civics. I drive a Honda Civic, mine's in here. Uh, Honda Accord, uh, CRV, Honda Fit, Acura ILX, Honda Insight, Acura MDX, Honda Odyssey, Honda Passport, Honda Ridgeline, and then Acura RLX and a bunch of these. So just go to uh, the NHTSA's website, put in your VIN. Yep. And, and, know. and yeah, if you're if you're worried about it, then yeah, call the dealer and find out what would be available to you if something happened with this. If you can't get the recall done before you go. And if you have insight or can answer questions we had, 913-586-7798, feel free to get in. Okay, coming up, we will talk about Liberty Hospital. Um, what's really going on? Why have they had trouble there this week? We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Um, so we were talking about a massive recall of Honda and Acuras. Over 2.5 million cars are being recalled because of a defect in the fuel pump that um, – <laughs> in non-car expert terms means you could be driving along and the fuel pump just fails and your car stalls. Yep. Did I get it right? Well is, done. is that about right? <laughs> that's okay, exactly that's right, the, yes. That's what I need to know, that if I'm driving down the road, my car might just stop. Yeah. And that's the problem then. The bigger problem with this is, as we've learned, as we've looked this up, is that the part is not available to fix it. So if that happens to you, you might be out of luck. Yeah. Until they can get the part. Now, this this recall was just announced. And what they're saying is we don't have two million of these things standing right. by, which means that if you get in quickly, then maybe you'll be able to get one of the last ones that's on the shelf. But as we said, I mean, there must have been some kind of indication that this was coming because we checked a couple of online sources and even the aftermarket fuel pumps, which, by the way, if you have a car that's still under warranty, I would not recommend because that voids your warranty. But in an emergency, if, if you wanted to do that yourself, they're having trouble finding the parts, too. So getting those fuel pumps is, is a real issue at the moment. So if, if, if you have the ability to do so, call your dealer and see if you can make that appointment, if they've got one ready to go. Uh, we'll go to Craig in Fort Osage who wants to get in on this. Hey, Craig. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. What do you think? Hey, uh, just for everybody's advice, I would rent a car. If you're traveling, because if you're stranded, because there no insurance company is going to cover this for a rental car. It happened to me in the past that a part failed, and they did not do rental cars for part failure. Even and though also, it was a recall that was there? Yeah, even if it's a recall. Because the insurance company only does for accidents. If you read your policy, it's only for accidents. A couple people on the text line have mentioned that as well. So th thanks for the backup on that. I hadn't even thought about it that way. What about the dealerships? Is is that going to go by where you bought the car? Well, you should take it back to – you can take it back to any dealer. But if you're stranded out somewhere, that dealer, you're going to end up getting a rental car anyways. So the added expense of getting a rental car, like you mentioned, you weren't expecting that to rent a car to go on your vacation. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up paying it anyways. And then you have to go back and get your car. <laughs> right. And and try to figure out how to get it back home from wherever you got stranded. Right. Good points. And there's, an, and there's another recall. I don't know if you guys know about airbags. Yeah, it's a million vehicles, Lexus and Toyota. 
Yeah. Yeah. Airbags. So it's like recall city. <laughs> <laughs> and and at the worst possible time, <laughs> Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks very much for that. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. He's right. Uh, that the insurance company is company's all garbage. Can I just say that everything he just said is garbage? <laughs> yeah. If your car doesn't work, does it matter why it doesn't work? If it got smashed up or if it just failed? Well, so I accept that. Again, I with the wreck that I had earlier this summer in the spring uninsured driver hit me had to lose gave my car up for a week to be able to get it fixed i didn't have i don't have that insurance on my vehicle because i assume i'm not going to be at fault i i I just it didn't occur to me that i would ever need it they would have paid for the rental car because it was their fault but they didn't have insurance yeah um the part that's garbage to me is it's honda's fault and it's honda's fault that you don't have enough parts available yet to do the recall you should be covering the rental cars during the period of time where you don't have the part. Yes. Yeah, I would agree, but I'm sure they wouldn't because it, will, because it will cost them money. <laughs> Let's go to Jay in Kansas City up next. Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, uh, Craig basically answered uh, the majority of what, what, what my response was, is that uh, I'm, I'm a former insurance agent and adjuster, and insurance rental car coverage is for comprehensive collision if you have an accident, it is not for mechanical failure. Uh, the only way to get any type of rental car or loaner car is is if you have an extended warranty that has that additional uh, uh, perk in the extended warranty uh, where you, you have a, uh, access to a loaner car or renter car uh, while the vehicle is being repaired. In fact, uh, it, it, as the, the, the issue with Honda uh, the manufacturer, they're they're not, uh, under federal law when it's a federal recall, national recall. Their their remedy is to repair it with uh, at no charge, and that that's all they're going to do. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the the inconvenience that you have to have while waiting for the repair to be done and have to take on a rental car that's that's on you. Okay. All right, Jay. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for the backup on that. And that, <laughs> unfortunately, what what I was looking for in the recall and in the story, and I'm not sure if you saw it and I didn't, is do we know how many of these things have failed so far? It is not in the story. I, I didn't think so. Yep. Uh, I didn't know if I had missed anything, but that seems like it would make a difference as well. I mean, if mm-hmm. we're talking about something that's happened 30 times out of 2 million cars so far, right. you'll probably be fine. Right. But if it's something that's already happened 100,000 times, that's a little bit different. To the person that just said on the text line, you can't get everything for free. I don't, I don't want it for free, but it wasn't, it's not my fault if it, I want Honda to pay for what is their fault. Mm-hmm. That's all. So, yeah, maybe I do want it for free, but I want it because it's their fault. <laughs> yes, uh, to be made whole. I didn't break it. Right, and you paid for it. <laughs> right. You paid, for, right. you paid for a working vehicle. You want a working yes. vehicle. If it isn't working and it's their fault, then, yeah, it seems like there should be some uh, some recompense there. Let's go to Jack and Blue Springs up next. Hi, Jack. Hey, uh, I think in 2015, uh, early 14 Acura, had an overhaul, a redesign on their cars. We're talking about this fuel pump, and I, I don't think the story is all about warranty stuff necessarily. But I think Acura had a service bulletin on 15 and 16 TLXs uh, exclusively for a fuel pump issue. Really? They, I, I, I think so because I have a 15 or I have a 16 TLX, and uh, 
there's kind of a, a little nest of problems, unfortunately, with that car. And uh, one of one of the things is, and we're not going to get into all of this, but is that all the dash lights pop up at one time in less than 100,000 miles. And I've been looking at the message forums. Nobody knows why, but it will stop your car. It will put it in limp mode. Um, I had to replace a, a part of my car, and that's all gone. However, the big thing I wanted to tell you is Acura just came out last month with a – um, service bulletin that the engine can blow up. This is crazy. <laughs> this is nuts. Well, as long as, as it's like nothing. As long as it's nothing major. Yeah. No, no. Jeez. Number one, number one uh, connecting rod bearing will fail, and oh. I just went through that and found a used engine, put it in, called Acura, and they said, "Keep your receipts." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good yeah, luck. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas, y'all. Just a little heads you up. You too. There. Merry Christmas back. Thanks a lot, Jack. Yeah, connecting rod, Jamie, is what connects the piston to the crankshaft. That's bad. If you if you have a connecting rod bearing go, uh, they, they used to refer to that as throwing a rod, and, okay. and it will kill your engine. I don't like any of this conversation mm, right now. No, no. I'm not happy with any of this. Now, he said that was specific to Acura. So, okay. Uh, yeah. And those, you got to also understand those TSBs, the technical service bulletins that he was referring to, those come out all the time. I mean, that's, it's one of those, like, if you look at the, uh, at NHTSA's website and you watch for recalls every day, you're going to see a ton of stuff that's going to scare you to death. Most of the time, and he said, I mean, that particular one was an issue that he had to deal with because he did throw that number one rod. But in that case, again, you have to play the averages and say, okay, technical service bulletin can come out about something that's happened five times. Yeah, somebody just, yeah, text line just said the same thing. They said it must be happening to a lot of those vehicles for them to have a recall. No, it doesn't have to be a lot of them. They can just realize, oopsie, yep. problem in this part in all of these vehicles where it was installed. Yeah, and, and what they said was the problem with that impeller inside the fuel pump is that when they were, it's a, it's a plastic impeller, which is, again, not a great idea, but it's cheap and it's light. And anything that lightens up a car and, and makes it cheaper to produce is what they're going to do. But having that little plastic impeller in there, when they injected uh, injection molded the impeller, it screwed up and it wasn't making the plastic dense enough. So it wasn't strong enough. It didn't have the tensile strength that it was supposed to have, which is why they warp and bend out of shape and it screws up the fuel pump. So it's not something that even when they were putting them together that they would have necessarily noticed Okay. until it starts to break. Let's go to Jim in Topeka next and see what he's got to add in. Hello, Jim. Well, what I've got to add in is, is the very hidden warranty that unless that you know it, they might not uh, think about it. And there is a federal mandate that emission control parts are warranty far beyond what you would think a normal car warranty is. So be sure to check into that system because a fuel pump failure essentially turns the emission control system off. So I would be arguing with your service deal to have it covered under that federal mandated warranty. How's that? Okay. Uh, that, that sounds great. And, Jim, thank you. Uh, that's good advice. I, I was not aware of that. That's the first I'm hearing of that. But, uh, I mean, anything that can help you out, just remember, again, the problem isn't necessarily that they won't fix it. They're going right. to fix it. It's just they, they don't have the parts to do it right now. Yeah, I will absolutely be calling Honda the first chance I get here. Um, so I have to laugh for a second. 
I just sent you the link to this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glancing around because I'm driving all the way to Chicago and back, and that's through the middle of nowhere, Missouri, if you've ever done that drive. And so, yeah, it would probably make sense. It's one thing if the car stops functioning while I'm here. It's another thing if I'm near Chillicothe, Missouri, or something like that. So I looked on Turo, and the first thing that comes up, keep in mind, I'm looking for a lot of miles available, and there aren't a lot of cars that give you like over a thousand miles mm-hmm. without having to pay a lot. Uh, the first one that comes up is a smart car. <laughs> so you got to pack everything in your briefcase? I just, like, <laughs> how much am I? I'm looking over at the table of gifts I got to bring back with me. And the funniest thing to me about this is the disclaimer that's on it. Like, he, they do a really good job trying to warn you about what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, Disclaimer, I ask that you rent this smart car with reasonable expectations. Acceleration may feel sluggish at times. You may feel some bumps harder than normal, or you may be able to feel the engine idling more noticeably than a regular car. (laughs) That's all part of the smart experience. Uh It's a great little car to buzz around in, but it is a unique experience compared to most vehicles. Yeah. So in other words, if you've never been in one of these before, Here's what you should be ready for. It's going to feel like a golf cart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And with Turo, there are some of them that are out there that will have unlimited mileage. There's not a lot of them, but there are a few that you'll be able to find locally that have unlimited mileage on them. And, you know, you always have the option. If you want to drive a giant car with tail fins and no power <laughs> steering, I can hook you up. It sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Again, through the middle of nowhere. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm doing the math on on does it make more sense and my brain's about to i'm going crazy but i'm doing the math of does it make more sense to get a car with more limited miles and pay the per mile or pay more for a car that has more miles included yeah i in the few times that i've used turos that i was close on the mileage you know that i went over but i went over like 100 miles yeah they didn't charge me they, okay. they didn't even pay any attention to it. Now, that's not a guarantee. And if you go over by 500 miles, I'm sure they're going to want their money. But yeah, with a couple of times, I think I was over 112 miles on one of them or something like okay. that. And they just let it go. I'm also going to look at just a rental car. There you go. <laughs> like yeah, that, that's, that's not that's a the bad other idea, too. too. So anyway, if you want the list, just go to the NHTSA's website. I just texted my mom because she has an HRV that's on this list. So you can just go there, put your VIN in, and uh, you'll find out. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Join Weeks, Ascend Us Travel will join us coming up after 11 o'clock. See what we're in for this busy holiday weekend. So we had seen the story a couple of days ago about some trouble at Liberty Hospital. And they were they were kind of closing some offices and there were some operations that were having to move. We didn't really know why. Channel 9 uh, got a hold of some of and, and has released at least some of a message from an unknown source that appears to be from a hacker. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're, cl- first of all, claiming responsibility for this, and second of all, saying that it's it's effectively a ransom attack, that they want money, that they are going to keep going after Liberty Hospital. And the worst part about this is that the computer system that failed, if I remember the story correctly when it came out, and I'm pretty sure that I do, is that the computer system that failed, uh, it, it, it hit the ER first, that okay. they started, they were the, wor- the that was the center of the worst part of the problem. So they had to start taking uh, patients out of the ER and sending them to other hospitals. So whoever did this knew what they were doing. The unfortunate part is it's likely happening in another country. Yeah, I think you're right, because I think that's the first thing we saw about it 
was that it was the emergency room that was closing or that they were having to divert patients out of. Um, they're not talking about it. All they're saying, all Liberty Hospital is saying is that it's an IT problem. This was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I mean, this is what happens is you target in in that case, they targeted the HVAC system yeah. and made it really hot in the hospital. Um, I don't know if they're we don't know if they're going to pay. We don't know. I, I don't blame Liberty Hospital for talking about for not talking about it. This is one of those things where you don't you don't show your cards anywhere. Yeah. You just wonder if a, a lot of things in hospitals are connected via computer. Well, and, and they have a real decision to make, too, because if somebody's already gotten into that system, you, I mean, I would never advise anybody to pay ransom to a hacker because right. you're inviting them to do it to you again. You'll do it once. You'll pay them again. Yeah, I mean, what? so what? the thought in that would be what? That you're going to pay them and they'll just go away? <laughs> you know, that right. they'll stay true to their word like hackers do and uh, and just go away. But they, I mean, in the meantime, what do you do? Outside of taking your system offline and going back to using paper and pencils, what's their other option? This is where I don't know enough. And if you know more about how hospitals are run than I do, it's one thing if we're talking about patient records. Okay, you can go paper with that if you need to. As long Mm -hmm. as you can access old records, fine. You got to do paper charts. The concern I would have is our medications um, dispensed via computer. Sure. You know, can you... Can you change the temperature in the operating room? Is oxygen dispensed via computer? I mean, things like that. And even with the charts, I mean, that that can be a real problem, too, because if you've got an entire staff that's used to using tablet computers for all of this stuff, and now they've got to go shuffling through paperwork that they're not familiar with, first of all, you you would have to tabulate everything that's already been done to a particular patient and then write that all down into a chart. I mean, the manpower alone involved in that has got to be nightmarish. I can't even imagine. Again, this is an episode of a TV show. Yeah. Except that it's, and again, they're not confirming or denying this, but Channel 9's good at what they do. Right. And and they have, yeah, the part of this that's relevant is the the line uh, out of the story that came from the hackers, the alleged hackers that said, we have hacked you and downloaded all confidential data of your company. Oh, that's nice. And it can be spread out to people and media. Your reputation will be ruined. Do not hesitate to save your business. We're the ones who can quickly recover your systems. Starting from now, you have 72 hours to contact us. Uh, yeah, uh, they even interviewed one patient who said that they're going to have to reschedule what was being done. <laughs> they interviewed a patient named Ray Liotta. I don't think it was that one. <laughs> so uh, if so, I didn't know he was here in town. So, uh, yeah, uh, to everybody who's having to go through this now and reschedule everything. That's over the holidays when people schedule things because they're off work already. And it's one thing if you're a non-emergency patient, if you are an emergency patient, it's not like you have the ability to reschedule that. Yeah. The next thing I want is for them to say they want it in Bitcoin, you know, <laughs> yeah, do it in some crazy way. Yeah. Right. You know, that's that's going to be harder to track. Um, and some of you are texting in about things that you know about it and um, and how long it may take to fix. I, ju- I keep using this word this this week. This is a mess. Yes. It's and, an absolute mess. And by the way, the actor Ray Liotta died last year, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. So we'll follow it, and we'll see what else we end up hearing about Liberty Hospital, if anything. Again, they're not saying, but 
we'll check in again next week and see if patients are still being sent elsewhere. So, all right, uh, we will take a break here. Joanne Weeks, Ascend Us Travel, joins us coming up. It was a busy, busy morning at KCI. It's going to stay that way. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ.